Lord, we want to say thank you that your kingdom is present and active, that we are experiencing blessing in the midst of great challenge because of who you are. So remind us of the goodness of your kingdom that you love deeply and immeasurably and give us hope for the days ahead. Would you join me please in praying the prayer that Jesus taught his brothers and sisters and friends? If you don't know the words, they'll be on the screen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and their glory forever. Amen. Thank you for praying and praising. Um, I'm gonna start with a, a story. I'm, I, my word for the morning is focus on Jesus phrase. Uh, this week I've been, in part of my devotional time, I've been watching uh, video clips of Bedouin shepherds uh, in the Middle East and how they actually lead sheep. And uh, it's quite different than in the Americas or Ireland or Wales. And so I've been watching and watching and watching. I was just intrigued to watch one shepherd with about 200 sheep and goats. And I thought there would be, um, you know, the idea that the sheep hear, know the voice, that whole phrase. I thought there would be like a sing song, something or other, but the one I watched for a couple hours just made click sounds. And I watched 200 sheep and goats just follow him all around. Now, this is the desert. And if you remember, I taught teaching on the 23rd Psalm, green pastures are probably just little patches, could be brown grass. It's not these big lush fields like we have here. So the job of the shepherd is to know where to bring all these sheep to little tufts of grass, taking them along paths, along paths of righteousness, and then finding water that is not moving. And so he just makes noises. Now we're just watching all these sheep follow along, follow along, follow along. And then I watched one sheep decide, I'm not going that direction. Now I did not know this, but wolves are still pretty active in Israel today, Middle East. And, but I did not know this. When a wolf is, is looking to kill something, it sniffs the air and if it can smell the shepherd, it will not kill the sheep. I did not know that. So at night, the shepherd brings the sheep into a place and just lays in the entryway. If the wolf smells the shepherd, it will not kill the sheep. But this one sheep ran off, did not want to follow, the, just, just willfully just went off. So the, sheep, the shepherd's got hundreds of sheep. He called, got a cell phone out, called another shepherd to watch his sheep and he starts walking, looking for this sheep. And as he walked and walked and walked, he finally found the sheep, and right behind it was a wolf. The wolf was looking to kill the sheep. But then the wolf smelled and ran. What was interesting was the sheep still would not trust the shepherd. So he had to tie a rope around the neck and drag the sheep back to the other 200 sheep. The sheep did not trust the shepherd. Now, what we're going to talk about this morning in the passage in Matthew 6, 25 to 34, is a, is a decision to choose trust 
instead of worry. Now, let me give you a different word on focus, a little funny story to light things up just a bit. I wore my Mr. Rogers sweater to help you not be anxious this morning. I was in a, speaking at a certain place, and I was sitting on the platform with the other person who was speaking, and uh, he had just come from the bathroom, and he was speaking to a large crowd, and I'm sitting on the, on the chair over here, and uh, he, at a certain point, he stopped speaking, and he turned over to me and said, watch this. And so he asked the, the group to just spend some time talking together, and they did not change their gaze. And he says, what's going on? I said, well, you got three feet of toilet paper on your shoes. <laughs> so he's walking around dragging toilet paper all over the state platform. Everybody focused on that guy's toilet paper. This morning, I want you to focus on Jesus. I want you to focus on Jesus. And I want to ask yourself this question, can I trust the good shepherd? So can you invite your Bibles to chapter 6, beginning at verse 25. A couple times I think I'm going to ask you to do a little conversation, if you would. And Jim, may I request slide number, um, number seven first? Once, oh, just, just, just go, back, go back one, I'm sorry. I just want you to note that, go, go back to the first the page number. We have, a growing, we have some friends from China who are worshiping with us every Sunday, and we have a growing number of Spanish-speaking people who are worshiping with us. And so we have included, we have Bibles in Spanish here too. And so every week we'll have the, the page numbers for Spanish. So just say, say welcome to our guests from different parts of the world. It's good to have you here. Um, chapter number seven, slide seven, no, Jim, I'm sorry. Okay, so here's the, here's the, the sermon in a sentence. Worry is not only, look at the three, three, three phrases. Worry is not only a waste of energy, a drain on our contentment, and a damper on our gratitude. It also reveals a lack of trust in the character, promises, and love of God. So now my first request to you, could we take like two minutes, and could, if you're willing, if, you, if you're comfortable, this past week, what has been the singular focus of my heart and my mind? What have I focused on this past week? If you're comfortable to share, please do. If not, no problem. So on your marks, get set. Please, if you would, share together. Go. Okay, great. Thank you so much for sharing. Can I have you look back at chapter 6, verse 1? I'm going to go to the headings in chapter 6 before we get to our reading passage. Chapter 6, verse 1, you have the idea of giving to the needy. And so Jesus talks about a religious practice of giving money. Then verse 5, the religious practice of prayer and then the religious practice of fasting in verse 16. Then last week, verse 19, Jesus talks about treasures in heaven. We talked about money. And now he's going to talk about worry. Now, some may feel this is just disconnected. Give me slide eight, please. Look at this, how this is connected. What Jesus is going to say in chapter six is people who are wrongly focused on, this is not on my screen right now, on religious practices, who are wrongly focused on Money, now this week, wrongly focused on what I eat, drink, dress, and how I impress, they bear the fruit of worry, anxiety, and fear. Because 
They're focusing on what they possess, how they appear, and how they impress. So Jesus is now going to say the antidote to this in chapter 7, the minute, 633, I'm quoting Jesus. Jesus said, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. Focus. Now remember what I said last week? I was quoting last week. The ultimate freedom we have as humans is the power to select what we allow or require our minds to focus on. And whatever we focus on affects everything else in our lives. It affects our feelings, our desires, and our actions. In light of this, Jesus said, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. So this is why I'm asking this morning, this is the challenge. Mike, Mike Redman and I meet every Tuesday to talk about the worship services. And he often asks me, what is the purpose? What do I think the purpose of gathering and worship? And there are many ways that we can talk about many things, all of us could. But this is what I say consistently to him. When we gather together as the people of God for a few moments, as God's people together, we recenter our life together on our triune God. And I can t- when that happens, I can sense it in the room. Do you know what I'm talking about? When we as a community are together in one spirit, focusing on some aspect of our incredible God, the room changes. It gets incredibly quiet. And there is a focus together. Now, Jesus is asking us, is this, don't, real quick, summary, chapter six. He says to those he loved, I want you to be salt and light in culture. So don't get caught up, he's inviting us, don't get caught up on religious practices. He says, yeah, when you fast, when you pray, when you, he expects us to do that because that's just part of life in the community, part of the family of God. But what, why are these dangerous? Because so easy, religious practices, listen, religious practices allow us to dominate people, to control people, or used to impress people. Look how religious I am. So Jesus says about the Pharisees, don't be standing on the street corner praying like this. When you're fasting, oh, I'm dying for Jesus. No, don't, don't try to dominate. Don't try to impress. Don't try to control. Just be salt and light in relationship with me. And then last week, what's, what's the deal with money? You know, I, I said this last week to us. I'm quoting Jesus. Jesus says, we cannot serve God and money. And we think we can. So Sherry Turkle, oh, 15, 12, 15 years ago, began to do research from MIT that just... It, the research says it is not possible to multitask. Now, we think we can, and we act like we can, and we try to, but we can't. Humanly, we can only focus on one thing. So what happens is, Jesus is saying, okay, if you do, listen, 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 hey with me. If you don't want to worry, focus on Jesus. But we have influencers. So one young person who's transitioning has 8.4 followers and puts all these TikTok and he's influencing sexuality in all kinds of ways. And so that's how I should be sexual and this is how I should be this and this is how I should be political and this is how I should be economic. And so we have all these voices. And Jesus says to those he loves, if you follow the road of religious practices to impress, 
If you follow the road of just coveting, longing for money to dominate, control, to impress, your life will be filled with worry, anxiety, and fear. And that's what he's going to address now in 25 to 34. He's asking us to trust. So chapter 5, uh, 6, 25. Let's go through it a little bit here. Please hear these words from the Lord. Chapter 6, 25. Do not worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. And Jim, just to have slide six, let me just explain the word worry, which is used 10 times in this passage. Look on the screen. The words anxious and worry both reference being strangled or being choked. So Jesus is asking, look at verse 25, therefore I tell you, do not be strangled and choked about your life, specifically what you eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Don't be strangled or choked. Now, interesting, what is the word for the Holy Spirit in the Greek and the Hebrew? It's breath. So worries strangle us from the breath of the Holy Spirit. So he says, don't. This is words, this is a good shepherd who's saying to us, I love you. Please don't get choked. When I, was, when I hurt my back many years ago, uh, the doctors at the time said, if we do surgery, you'll either be a cripple or you'll heal 50-50, or you can, you can swim and get healthier. And so I began to swim. And what I did things to just play with swimming and Sometimes you go 25 meters and don't breathe, and you breathe once, and you do all that stuff. When I tried to go 50 meters and not breathing, so I tried to go down and then kick, turn, go back the other direction. When I got back to the other end, when, when, my, when my head came out of the water, <gasps> you know what I'm talking about? <gasps> Jesus is saying, don't let things like this do this to you. Don't let Money, impressions, religious practices to dominate, control, or impress, strangle you and quench the breath of the Holy Spirit. And that's why I said this last week. And this is anal Kevin here, so Kevin K at trcpillow.com. I, I, the only way I know how not to be in slavery to money is to be extraordinarily generous. I do not know how you can defeat mammon unless one is generous. Generous of heart, generous of spirit, generous of part, generosity. So anyhow, there we go. Back to the text, verse 26. He says in 26, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly father, look at all the references to heavenly father. Just um, go look at five, six, and seven. Look at how many times father, heavenly father. Are you not more, more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, being choked or strangled by anything, add a single hour to your life? And why are you strangling or being choked about clothes? See how the flowers of the fields grow. They do not labor or spin. 
Yet I tell you that not even King Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little face, O little face? So do not get strangled or choked saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and the things you need will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't get choked or strangled about tomorrow, for tomorrow will have enough choking and strangling of its own. Each day has enough troubles of its own. The word of the Lord. Let's go through, just four, start chapter four, five, and six uh, screens. Let's just give you some ideas. I'm going to come back to the passage. So, the, so I'm trying to come from last week, chapter six, 19 through 24, to this morning. The location, here's a summary of two weeks right here on one screen. The location of my treasure will determine the presence or absence of peace. If I store up treasures on earth, where wrath and must, moth and rust corrupt and where thieves break in and steal, I will be filled with anxiety and fear. So I am, I'll be 68 soon. So at some point, do I have enough money for us to retire? Oh, what are we going to do? How many people who are my age and older are freaking out? Oh, no, concerned. Why are we letting that strangle us or choke us? I mean, big umbrella mercy day. So just for fun, what I've been doing as part of my devotional is, is a number of different things, but one of which is I am looking at um, those who were martyred for Christ over the last 2,000 years. And I wanted to see their, I wanted to read their story and see pictures of their story. Now, why would, now is that just sick or what? Well, the reason I'm doing it is, remember I'm talking about a good shepherd who we can trust. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Translation could also be, the Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I lack. So I'm reading about people who are martyred for following after Jesus, and I'm struck by the testimonies as they are dying. They actually believe what St. Paul wrote. Nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So take the worst things, take, take your worst worry, could you? Just think about your worst worry. I'll just use... I don't have enough money for retirement. Take my worst worry and play it out. Okay? If the Lord is my shepherd, where is the Lord in that which is trying to strangle or choke me right now? Where is my good shepherd? Where is your good shepherd? Play your worry out as far. Now, you know what they say about worry? Of all the things we worry about, what percentage happens? Eight. All the things we worry about, 8% happens. So what if, what if I don't have enough money in retirement? 
And what happens if I, we don't have enough? Where's the Lord? Where will, stay with me. Where will the Lord be with us if we don't have enough money? And what if we die because we don't have enough money? What happens when we die? What did Jesus say? If you believe in me, you will never die. We transition from this life. I'm reading all these martyrs who are saying, I totally believe the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want, even if they burn me alive. Now, do you see how singularly focused they are? And look how distracted I am. It's this and this and this influencer and this and this and this and this book. And, I, and, 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 and then I'm just worried. And then we're just, our country's falling apart. And this is the most important election ever. And, and the economy's going to die. And we're going to have nuclear war. And it's all. Really? Maybe. And then what? I absolutely believe that when I close my eyes here, I will awaken in the presence of Jesus. But I'm already in the presence of Jesus. Because the Lord is my shepherd. I was seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. And whatever I need, he'll provide. Now, do you see how different this is? Do you see how easily we are strangled and choked? And that's what he's trying to say, be free of that. So the, the location of my treasure, our treasure, will determine the presence or absence of shalom. The next slide, please. To invest in eternal treasures and to live with trust instead of worry is based upon our awareness of and interaction with Jesus. So if you... You, many of you know this. We, our staff has tried in multiple ways over multiple years to teach us how to, he, for each of us to learn our own way of hearing the voice of God. Each of us, how do you interact with the presence of Jesus in your life? How do we do it together? As, how can we? So think about this. Think about little just, so we, little grandbaby. Little, little baby's born. She or he can't see. They don't know who anybody is. But over time, what happens? That little one begins to know voices. In fact, you know this is true, don't you? Let me just tell you about the womb. Can I do that? Really, Francis. Interesting. On 1980, I was in a healing seminar with the, the um, oh, two Roman Catholic priests. Name I can't remember. They told us. I just unbelievable. They talked about the baby in a mother's womb, and the baby's sense of presence. And so what they did, they did with, uh, it, with medical imaging, they had the mother put her hand on her pelvis, baby's in tummy, in womb, and they said to the woman, in your mind, send all your love to this hand. And the baby would swim to that hand. And then they would say, mother, send your love to this hand, and the baby would swim in the womb to that hand. Now add to it how children know the voices of the mothers and fathers who talk to them. So in the womb, a child knows voices and senses love. 
How does that happen? Because the baby is connected to her mother. The last song we're going to sing this morning is Abide. As we abide deeply, intimately with Jesus, we learn to hear his voice as he speaks to us individually. And then we learn to obey what he asks us to do, invites us to do. And as we do, the relationship grows and the trust grows and the faith grows and we believe that he is a good, good shepherd. It's based on interaction with Jesus. The next slide, please. The word anxious and worry, remember? Strangling or choked. So what are you allowing to strangle or choke you? Why? I want you to think about that. If someone... So let me tell you a story. Um, when I lived in California, I was very involved in deliverance ministry back then, and uh, a pastor called me up and asked um, if he could come see me, and we wanted to talk and share and pray. And stuff. I said, sure. So we're in our house, our front of our house. And unbeknownst to me, this man was in, involved in pretty uh, perverted sexual things. And so we're sitting in our front room, and he asked me to pray with him. So I just put my hand on his shoulder, and all of a sudden, uh, his visage changed, voice changed, and he threw me to the ground, and he started to choke me. So I'm laying on the floor of our, house, our front room. This guy is on me, doing this, trying to choke me. And what I just said was, in the name of Jesus, stop. The demon heard and stopped strangling. I'm telling you this story because how many times are we allowing evil things that want to diminish, harm, take us down spiritually, we're allowing those things to choke us, to strangle us. And so if you look at the examine they let us through, part of that is repent. If we give ourselves over to evil, if we give ourselves over to demonic stuff, it is not difficult for our spiritual enemy to choke, to, to, to quench the Holy Spirit's life and breath in us. And that's why we repent, we confess, we can be free. The next slide, please. I reused this before. Worry is not only a waste of energy, it's a drain on our contentment, it's a damper on our gratitude. It also reveals a lack of trust in the character, promises, and love of God. So what is the singular focus of my head and heart this week? Next slide, please. This is my summary. People wrongly focused live to eat, drink, dress, and impress. And what you see, the fruit of their life, Jesus will talk later on, it's the, the fruit will become apparent. So may I be really cautious as I say this, but if I'm being choked by what I look like, what I have and how I dress, how I impress you, I will probably be marked by worry, anxiety, and fear. Is that a fair thing for me to say this morning? Can you look at your own hearts? If I focus on that which is not connected to Jesus and his life, the worries, the anxiety, the fears just get bigger. And I said this some years ago, I did, we did a series on something, and I said, do we have big problems, little God, or big God, little problems? 
And that depends on how you understand your Lord to be. So this goes back to my idea of the shepherd and the sheep. Here's, here, here's the shepherd trying to get the sheep, and the sheep was so willful, just putting its feet down. Here's the wolf right over here, just over, over the ridge. That sheep, that sheep did not want to follow. And th- th- so if I could just be a, your pastor for a minute, that breaks my heart when we are willfully running from the heart of Jesus who loves us so much. No, 43 years of being a pastor, nothing breaks my heart more when people willfully give the good shepherd the finger and say, I can do it myself. And then, and then as a pastor, I get to watch the brokenness, the pain, the brokenness, the pain, the strangling, the worry, the fear, the anxiety. So if two glasses of wine are good when I'm anxious, five are better. If a couple beers are good, in case it works better. Instead of one joint, I need to do several joints because I just, they're just so, and Jesus is saying, don't let those things, the desire to impress, to control, to dominate. Don't, don't, oh, please don't, he says to us, please don't. Seek my kingdom and my righteousness. Next slide, please. So he invites us to be salt and light, to be people who preserve culture, who shine hope in culture by rejecting. Now, here is all chapter six. We do this. We are live as blessed ones. We are salt and light. We reject, we reject the opinions of others. Especially, so I'm, forgive me, younger people, here's the old guy talking. But for the life of me, my heart breaks when, when you let people online diminish your person, your beauty, your sense of being, your identity. Oh, no. There's only one opinion that ultimately counts. And that opinion is Jesus. And he is nuts about you. He delights in you. We can reject wrong treasures. I did Irma's funeral on Tuesday, and at the funeral, the families were sitting right here, and I said to them what I said to you last Sunday morning. To invest in treasures in heaven is to invest in the women, the men, the boys and girls who are your people. That's your treasure. You invest in them in this life, you love God and you love them, agapao. That's what you're investing in, in eternity. And then finally, we reject worry. We, 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 we don't have to sin. Yes? Yes? We don't have to sin because of Christ. Yes? We don't have to sin, and we don't have to worry. Worry is your choice. Forgive me if that sounds harsh, but it's true. I choose to worry. I choose to be strangled. Or I choose to follow the one who says, I have come to give you life and to give it to you 
abundantly. One more slide. In a culture filled with influencers that encourage fear, worry, comparison, and lack, Jesus calls us to a singular focus and simplicity, meaning living simple lives of loving God and loving people. Okay, so last slide. Now, can we do, can we do two minutes of conversation one more time? If you're comfortable, if you're willing, could we talk about this? Where am I choosing worry over trust? On your marks, get set, go. Okay, thank you so much. Just one more time, you open your Bible, one more time, look at, look at the next, next week's passage and just watch the, watch the brilliance of Jesus. So in chapter 6, 19, you have treasures in heaven. If we have the wrong treasures, what happens? 625, we worry. What happens then? Chapter 7, verse 1, we judge other people. Our worry, our fear, and anxiety leads to judgment, 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 judgment. Jesus is thinking brilliant. He just runs this whole thing along, and he keeps saying to us, I love you, I delight in you, you're blessed, my kingdom is always present, you're salt, you're light, live with freedom and joy. I want to give you an opportunity to receive some freedom and joy. May I slide 12, please? I may be speaking a bit out of school, but um, tonight here we're something pretty unique. Uh, many hands is inviting this uh, person to come here, and uh, I was sent a video, and the video clip I saw was this classically trained world-class musician in a prison, and doing music with prisoners, hardened criminals, and to watch what happened to a group of criminals as they listened to beautiful music. Well, this person has been invited by many hands and for a week, my note says they're going to probably, he'll probably be doing music, sharing life, pointing to Jesus for over 2,500 people, including Newton Prison, Mitchellville Prison, children at risk in Eastern Iowa, children at risk in Western Iowa, Discover Hope, all kinds of ways. If you would like tonight, I invite you to come back at 6 p.m. And the reason I'm wondering about the timing of this is there's something about classical music that it goes to places that other musical forms don't. I don't understand the why. But I wonder if you might be uniquely intersected by Jesus tonight. If you came and just part of this. So if you, if you have nothing to do tonight and you're sick of watching football or something else, we invite you to come back and experience a concert for hope. I've written a prayer for us. I wonder if I could offer that prayer and then we'll have a final song called Abide. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, even now in this moment, would you minister to your people through the goodness of your Holy Spirit? We pray that your Spirit would unwrap the strangling hold of worry and anxiety and fear over our hearts and our minds. And we would ask that you would breathe your fresh oxygen of love deep, deep, deep within us. Release us from all inward tensions, worry, and fears. Would you invite the Holy Spirit to breathe into your heart and mind?
hold before our minds and our hearts this morning the truth that we have nothing to fear. For you have defeated Satan. Your spirit is moving beautifully and wonderfully and powerfully. And we wonder if the day of your return is becoming ever more close. In that day, you will make all things right. And we long for that. And with the church to the ages, we say, Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus. But enable us now, today, to receive from you a filling of our minds and our hearts with more of your goodness, more of your kindness, and more of your love. Remind each of us that your kingdom is never in trouble, and neither are we. So help us this morning, Lord Jesus, to carry the gifts of grace and truth, empowered by your word and spirit, into the battle for our minds and our hearts. Set us free to live with peace and with trust. Our Father in the heavens, the good shepherd in whose presence we are safe and secure, release your peace. Allow us to live with trust and to flourish in love. We pray expectantly for we are living in an abiding relationship with you. We pray in the name of Jesus, our Prince of Peace. Amen.